Thank you for joining us for live paranormal radio. From the paranormal to the unexplained, it all happens here. It all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in our live video chat 24-7 with our live paranormal radio show hosts and other like-minded people. Live. Paranormal.com, the only interactive social chat room supported by Full Interaction Media. Stop by now and join the fun. Stop by now and join the fun. It's Haunted Playground on the Live Paranormal Radio Network. You can find us at LiveParanormal.com and iHeartRadio.com and all of our affiliates, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Podomatic, Blog Talk Radio, iVox, Player FM, and more. I'm your host, Sheena Metal. I'm a psychic medium. I'm an interfaith minister. I'm a 28-year talk radio host in Los Angeles and beyond. I'm a creative and a performing artist, and I come to you live from my home in Southern California every day at 3 o'clock Pacific time. This show is about everything that lives beyond the three dimensions. So whether you want to know, is there a God, is there life after death, or you think you might have a Loch Ness Monster in your above-ground swimming pool, it all belongs right here on Haunted Playground. And every week on the show, I gather folks that I believe to be the brightest and loveliest and smartest and most beautiful minds and hearts and souls in both the spiritual and the paranormal community, and we talk about everything that lives beyond the veil and even some other stuff that lives here on the earth. Uh, my guest today is returning to the show, uh, returning to my shows. Um, he is a wonderful, talented TV radio host in his own right, a wonderful author, a paranormal expert and enthusiast, and a joy to have here. Please welcome the wonderful George R. Lopez to the show. How are you, my friend? It's so great to hear your voice. Everything going all right? Everything's great. How are you? We had a little technical glitch. We had to start the show all over again. So we're back. And how are you, my friend? <laughs> it takes me back to my blog talk days. That's one of the things that was always semi-frustrating yet funny at the same time. But we had some of our greatest times doing the show. Right. And I have just discovered that we are leaving the blog talk family. Uh, I guess maybe I shouldn't say that on blog talk or we'll be cursed. But uh, we're moving uh, to a, a different uh, format that iHeart owns, so we're going to be there soon. So that's going to be very exciting. I'll miss Blog Talk. Well, congratulations! Yeah, onward and upward. Got to keep going, man. Wherever the uh, the newest uh, direction to go with with right. this show, it's important. I just keep saying yes. You know, I don't know if that if that's where you're at in your life. It's so funny because I'm in my fifties, and so many of my friends are like, "I've gotten to the point where now I say no." I'm like, man, I think I'd say yes now more than ever because there's such a magic energy to saying yes to things, you know? There's a a horrible, horrible word and a curse called stagnation. And uh, it's almost as if, yeah, after a certain age, there is this nation of stag. You just don't really want to get out of your comfort zone and uh, when you do you can surprise yourself and others and so it's uh it's a testament to moving forward what you're doing thank you and to what you're doing my friend are you still loving doing your show on kgra as as much as as ever we um uh, george and i both do shows there and i'm having a blast with mine 
Yeah, we do. We do. We, you know, we have our own uh, YouTube channel, Dead Air Full Spectrum, and then we simulcast with KGRADB.com. And uh, this way we can reach out to a larger audience, including people who might be traveling and might not have the opportunity to uh, tune in to the tube so they can still listen in with us. But, yeah, absolutely, still having some great topics and great guests. You know, from uh, we just recently had Bishop, James Long back on the show because uh, he was premiering his new show, Legion of Exorcists, which uh, I caught the uh, initial episode, the pilot episode, just the other night. Quite interesting. Um, and, uh, That's wonderful. And, yeah, it's, it's um, you know, again, there's a lot of the people that uh, all the way back to when I started Dead Air back 15 years ago that I made connections yeah. with traveling, going to all these paranormal conferences and um, you know, just kept in good faith and good contact with all of them. And so on occasion, something's coming up with them that uh, we get a chance to bring them back on board. I love that. I think that's wonderful. Where is his new show at? Um, he is, I believe, I want to say the Travel Channel. I can't tell you for sure right now because, as you well know, HBO has now combined with so many other yes. platforms together. Now it's called Max, yes. and now you mm-hmm. can get travel, discovery, uh, ID, all these other uh, shows, these other networks are now on board with Max. And um, as I was scrolling through my favorites, it's it was one of the suggestions. I'm like, that's right. I'm glad it finally debuted June 1st. So I took a look at it and was thrilled. Isn't that wonderful? We're becoming in the community, right? increasingly more and more focused on our demonologists and our exorcists. George, why do you think that is? Uh, (laughs) I'm sure Bishop Long would nod his head in in agreement, but at the same time make that face that they all make in that part of the field. But fear sells, bottom line. And when it comes to the entertainment field, um, look, you know, we we all – know those people in this field that are doing incredible work and you know my even my my partner my my uh, co-host ken DeCosta, Reza paranormal um they go in and do investigations residential and commercial and uh, never do they really come across anything that you could put in that category of satanic or demonic and uh and yet the results they get are just astonishing and uh but you'll never sell a show based upon that. No one is going to look at the good of it, the communication of it, the fact that we continue on after this life um, is just not – it might be a good seller for a motion picture, a feel-good movie, but not for a television series. They've got to have the dramatic effect, and that dark, sinister side of our field, which does exist, uh, but is amplified a thousandfold because it's it's good TV. It's good marketing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Well, and I think it's what people are interested in, right? All these these little um, paranoobies, right? They're, I think I just coined a phrase. They're going into uh, to these places, and they all think they're going to do battle with a demon, right, with their little um, – their little uh, uh, black tourmaline crystal on a necklace and their little tiny, you know, bottle of holy water and and their and their um, digital camera. They're all going to go in there and they're going to conquer a demon. That always makes me a little frightened. I think we talked about this uh, the last time that you and Ken did this show. 
or the last time you I did your show, I'm not sure, that, you know, dark energy, negativity, demonic stuff, this is like nothing to mess with. You don't want to go into a place and hope that's happening. You don't want to hope there's a demon in your house. You hope you never, ever, ever encounter anything demonic in your life because it's not good, and sometimes you can't get rid of it when you do. Um, but that seems to be the whole thing now, right? Everybody is searching for demonics, and um, it makes me wonder if there's a rise of demonic activity on the earth in part due to that because you're calling it all the time, and it's like, oh, you rang? Here we are, you know? There's this this strange uh, paradox right now that's happening in society, and, and I'm, I'm exclusively focusing on these United States where, you know, the, the biggest thing that seems to be out there right now is this hype in Christianity. Um, and, you know, depending upon where you land politically, and I'm certainly not going to go down that road because <laughs> I know you have enough of that when Andrea comes on, but we want to, you know, try to keep it. Try to keep it tempered, but the, the 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 ironic part of it is is that there are some circumstances where you see a horrible ideology in the theology of Christianity nowadays, and you wonder whether or not there is corruption from within happening um, from a sinister uh, origin. And and you know we we don't know; it's pure speculation. Um, but, you know, you talk to a Bishop Long, you talk to a John Zaffis, a Rich Valdez, they will all concur and agree that they're feeling and sensing that, that something is erupting and growing, manifesting. And, uh, you know, whether or not we see that in our lifetime, remember, these things are infinite. You know, there, there's no finite in their lifespans. These things have existed before us, they'll exist after us. So they're playing the long game, and that long game could be decades. It could be centuries uh, that they just tear us down as a species. You know, only time will tell. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think we're even seeing it inside of people, a rise of negativity in people. And I, I hate to say that because I'm all the rainbows and unicorns, girl. But um, I have noticed. Uh, now that we're done with COVID-ish and we're all coming out more and doing things again um, in the way that people drive, in the way that they treat each other in stores, in the way that people are treating each other in their friends and family and love relationships that I'm seeing in the clients in my spiritual practice, um, there is just a, there's a wave of nastiness. And um, part of it, I think, is that there's a lot of, pressure, not only um, cosmic pressure, but also um, spiritual, emotional, earthbound pressure on the earth right now. And I think a lot of times people can't handle that pressure, so their reaction to it is to be snippy. But I also do think there's, there's a wave of stuff, and I think we're not just seeing it in our haunted houses. We're also seeing it in our actual houses. And um, just seeing this just wave of, of uh, you know, um, it's like a movie, right? It's like a fictional movie, George, where negativity comes into town and it, it takes over all the weak people first, you know. And I, I'm finding with people that have their emotional constitutions or different kinds of mental or physical 
differences that they're becoming sort of susceptible to this negativity and there just seems to be such a wave of it and it's um uh, that I'm just noticing in everyday life. I mean, that's not like a political thing or a sociological thing. That's just like, you know, being in the grocery store, being in the car, you know, being at a party and listening to people. Um, and maybe COVID exemplified it because people had a lot of time to sit and think about their lives or had a lot of time to just be sick and our immune systems are still damaged from COVID. And I don't, I don't know what the answer is. But I do know that I that I see it all the time, and and I'm somebody who always looks for the good and everything. But sometimes I'll think, man, I've been on the road for ten minutes, and I've had three really nasty encounters with people, um, and that's not normal, you know. So, um, you know, hopefully it's a wave, as so many things in the history of the earth have come in waves, and it will pass. But people really got to steal up for goodness right now. We got to get out there and. Think good, talk good, perform good actions, uh, random acts of kindness, because we need to throw a little more light into the world right now because the, the uh, you know, the seesaw is bending in the other direction a little too much for my liking. Yeah, there's, uh, it, there, it, there's a comedy uh, ensuing here with regards to what we're experiencing. We're both old enough to remember when there were only four channels on TV, ABC, NBC, sure. CBS, yeah. and PBS, and that was it. You know, we all we had was usually the one phone in the kitchen with the cord that was all twisted up. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we we, we were limited, and, the you know, the prime part of television was, you know, around 8 o'clock after the news was over, 8 o'clock, then the news again, and that was it. So somebody at that point in time, would perhaps write down and say the prediction is in the future we are going to have such an easy connection through this device called a computer. We're going to have such an easy connection through our phones, which we will not be connected to any type of cord anymore. We can just freely roam about and have this in our hand, and we'll be able to communicate to anybody in the world at any time and it's right there. You have full access to so much information that you never had before. And you would look at that back in the 1970s, early 80s, and say, my God, that sounds like utopia. That sounds like it's exactly the way that our future and our world would be. And yet we still as a species found a way to screw that up. And it's people who are so... And I'm not saying this is the, the standard, but my observation is that so many people out there who need to scream for relevance, they want attention in one way, shape, or form. They're feeling as if they're being left out of society in one way, shape, or form. And it could be as subtle as starting, um, and I'm going to mention this, you're going to laugh because I'm sure you remember these days, when AOL chat came out and people would just jump into chat rooms just to start arguments. That's the only reason they showed up was for relevance. They wanted to be recognized. And it just right. now, you know, it's escalated now, unfortunately, to those who are going out there and doing massive shootings, uh, you know, but relevance, relevance, relevance. I've been ignored. I have been marginalized and I do not want to be that in my life. There are too many people out there 
who were doing reality shows and nobodies. And look at them now because they did reality shows. And look at poor me still going through my routine in my job, my routine in my family, my routine in school, and I am not satisfied with my lot in life. So I'm going to make noise in one way, shape, or form. We found a way to screw up Utopia. Yeah. 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 No, I, I agree. I agree. And, and I think, like you said, a lot of these shows, especially these uh, reality shows that are showing people, here's what your life should be. It should be the Kardashians. It should be this, look at this rapper whose house is like 15,000 square feet. Um, you know, look at this guy who became a social media influencer and now, you know, owns half a town. Um, and then you look at your own life and you're like, man, I'm still, you know, scrabbling to pay the gas bill. And right. and you feel like there's a life that should be yours that you didn't get. And I think that um, I would say that, you know, human beings are like special toddlers, right? We haven't been around that long. We're not like the, the shark or the, or the crocodile that's really got it figured out. And um, it's, this we, is my... We're, our, this is my constant argument talking about spatially. It's that's the problem. I think more than anything else that people just don't. And I, I've had arguments with Andrea Perrin about this on road trips, and we argue about it. And you know, uh, the galactic oh, connection. And, and I'm like, listen, <laughs> what species could you possibly imagine would look down on our little blue marble and see how we treat each other, what we do to each other? And say, yeah, this is a good species to make connection with. There's just no rational, scientifically based alien species out there that could look at us and say, let's make contact. Are they observing us? Absolutely. Absolutely. Are there sure. individual contacts that happen? I'm sure there are. But to, to be able to come down and say, take me to your leader, we are your friend. No, no. We're not even close to that yet. No, no. And, um, you know, this is a teaching planet. I mean, I believe spiritually this is a teaching planet. We're supposed to be learning lessons here. We're supposed to be growing and evolving and become enlightened. And, you know, beings fight that. We fight our own enlightenment. We fight our own inner education. So, um, sometimes you don't grow unless you have to. So challenges are thrown at us in this life so that we may grow and get stronger. If E.T. comes down, you know, with a plant in, uh, in a wig and does everything and fixes everything for us then, and makes the world like a, constant, a gigantic tulip field, then what are we learning? We're not learning anything. I don't believe that even if they could come down right now, they would come down right now and fix all of our problems because we're supposed to find a way to fix our problems ourselves. And I don't say that from a negative point of view. I think that's a positive thing. Um, you know, if, you're, if your parents were teaching you how to play tennis and you were five, and every time they let you win, then you would never become a better tennis player. And we're trying to become better, and the way you become better is to overcome things. Is it fun? No. Does it make you sad and want to cry and scream and shake your fist at the sky sometimes? Sure. But still these challenges are presented to us. I love the idea that the aliens are going to come and I'm just going to be able to drink milkshakes all day. I love that story. Um, I also
also, like, I have a lot of friends, George, and probably you do too, within the New Age community who do not believe in darkness. They don't believe in anything dark. Um, they believe that every bit of negativity in the world, we create ourselves. That there, there is no darkness. There's nothing that can hurt us. Everything's taken care of. And no matter what horrendous things you do on this earth, you will go home and God will say, mm, I'm real sorry, but it's okay. Look, here's a cup of celestial Starbucks. Um, to which I always say, it must be nice to live in Candyland, but that's not where I live. And, it, and again, it's not in a negative way. It's that if you know that the universe is a balance of negativity and positivity, then, then put more positivity out there and make the world a better place. But I think that um, sometimes folks get a little paralyzed from fear, and that paralysis can sometimes lead to a little bit of benign, wishful thinking, almost delusion. You know? Yeah. Was that too much? I, I, no, I, I think in the same terms, but the again, our, our species, uh, the most advanced on this planet, just ask us. <laughs> you know, and it's like <laughs> exactly. when when we have so much opportunity out there for us, and and mind you, there are still again these third world countries that are just starving. And today, in in the 21st century, in the year 2023, no one should be. But there are power struggles, politics. There are a lot of different things that. Okay, they're not that important to us if they die. There's 7 billion people on the planet, plus if they die, it's what? So it's going to be 6.9 billion. We'll, as a species, we're still going to survive. And so people are kind of just ignored. Uh, and I, I think a large portion of our planet, um, people do have a justified reason to point blame uh, for their lot in life. In a lot of circumstances, it's uncontrollable. You know, they, they live uh, in an impoverished area. It's hard to get food. It's hard to get water. Uh, and, and there's nothing that they can do about it. Uh, sometimes there, it's a dictatorship. And, you know, you try to escape. We'll just, uh, you know, we'll just perform a little thing called genocide and, and wipe you out completely. We won't have a problem with it whatsoever. I mean, it's difficult. But what gets me are those who will put blame on everyone else but themselves for the things that are transpiring in their life, uh, for the simplest things that go about in their life. It's got to be everyone else's fault. It's it's not my driving. It's everybody else on the highway. <laughs> and it's like, you know, you got to take an inward look at yourself from time to time. What is it that you can do to improve upon you? Is it your temper? Is it your generosity? Is it your a lack of love or too much love. I mean, there are certain things that you have to find an inner balance on and not constantly say, my world is turned upside down because of everything else but me. It's just, it's not a logical way to think about it, but that unto itself creates the ugliness. It creates the darkness. It creates the divisiveness. And, and this is something that, again, nationally and globally, we tend to have to deal with. There's a lot of amazing amazing people that are out there that just want to sing and want to play musical instruments and want to love animals and want to travel. But there's this unfortunately unbalanced portion uh, heavier in the dark side that people are just not, not enjoying that short time that they have on this planet. And I don't understand that. 
yeah, no, I don't, I don't understand that either, but, but I do, I mean, I guess I understand because only because I've seen it, I understand that it's a thing, but I don't understand why, you know, why you wouldn't, yeah, I guess. It's easier to, I can't control you, but I can control me, but controlling me is more work. So let me just blame you. Right. And so yes, I'll, I do get I'll, I'll post on social media how hard of a person that you are. And don't get me wrong. There, I mean, there are horrible people out there. These, uh, you know, when we talk about the powers that be, uh, those that are uh, the movers and shakers, you know, the, the corporate giants that are out there, the pharmaceutical companies, the oil companies, I mean, they – they can come and go as they please, do whatever the hell they want to do. And there's not a thing, you know, we can curse when we go to the gas pump, but it's not going to make a difference what that price is. You know, we can we go to the yeah. pharmacy to get our, our medications, you know. How much is my copay? How much is my medication? Are you kidding me? And then we got to pay it or die. It's it's just an unfortunate right, right. part of it. But, but you're, you know, the, 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 we are more in common then we give ourselves credit to be. And so many of us share the same woes and the same sorrows and the same frustrations. But we seem to, because we can't get at those uh, those corporations, we seem to and tend to uh, just redirect it towards whoever's closest to us. And, and that's what makes it ugly, I think. Yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah, I think that's true. And I and I I send love to all the folks that think that somebody will come and fix it, right? The aliens will come, Jesus will come back, the rapture will come, and whatever it is that's going to happen, right, um, serves us in any way on a teaching planet. Because what are we learning if Jesus comes back and just says, well, everybody can go home now? Oh, wait, not you people, but the ones I've chosen. I, I don't really, it doesn't really make any sense to me in the way that, I believe the universe works, you know? And look, I've had my share of challenges. Life is challenges, right? We, But I don't seem to be as, for lack of a better word, George, as butthurt about them as a lot of people are. Because to me, everything's kind of for a reason. And a lot of the things that have really kicked my ass have made me who I am and made me a stronger person and made me a happier person in the end. So I'm thankful for them and not resentful of them. Um, that's what I try to pass on in, in my own teachings with folks. But um, but I do believe, and maybe it is just this that we're talking about, that ex- that explains the rise in darkness, George, because maybe free ride for something or someone to just come and tell them you're perfect and everyone else sucks is how dark energy is getting under people's skin right now on some occasions, you know? It's it's an inescapable cycle at this point in time unless there is some sort of a spiritual leader um, who doesn't have a private agenda, uh, a political leader who doesn't have a political agenda um, that, that can really start bringing people together and saying, hey, you know, let, let's Let's do this, all of us, the best that we possibly can. Yeah. Let's let's understand that, you know, again, what is 
put in front of us is a thing called a hurdle. And that is something that we have to aspire to overcome, to jump over that hurdle and move on to the next hurdle. And that's what makes us stronger and what makes us more of a cohesive unit when we do all this together. Uh, but the problem of it is, again, it's, you know, somebody's going to, you know, again, find a reason to be aggravated about the uh, this endeavor, this this direction that you would love to go. Uh, it, it's going yeah. to take a long time. It's going to take quite a while before we get out of this uh, darkness, this funk uh, that seems to be hovering all, all over us at this point in time. You know, it's, and I don't know what it is. It's, I mean, Sheena, we again, we talk about you know the Cold War. We you know, going, you know, back to even World War Two during, you know, my parents' era and and then, you know, the nine eleven incident and you know, it, it seems like when we have a unified enemy it kind of all the other waters calm and it just becomes that one focal point. When we don't have that focal point, even though media tries to push it, whether it's Korea, whether it's China, where it's Russia if you notice it's always one of those three Let's put it in the news so that we can find a direction for all of our hatred. But it's not as tangible as when we literally see what's going on. When we feel viscerally what's going on, that makes a complete difference to it. You know, it's it's just not in that existence today as it was then. Uh, and guaranteed, you and I both know this as well, that if there was true evidence of extraterrestrial contact in one way, shape, or form, however it would come across, um, very, very quickly, this contact would be villainized in one way, shape, or form. And oh, now we have a that, new enemy. You know, They've been doing it in Hollywood for how many years? Oh, God, and it's so important that we think about that. It's not that extraterrestrials don't have the ability to contact us. It's that they're like, hell no, uh-uh, because look, exactly. it'll be two minutes and bazookas in my nose i mean mm-hmm. it's it's we just want everything and experiment on it um and then we Make get upset all, when somebody farmers and does an anal probe on them well if we caught if we caught extraterrestrials and we probably have at some point did we not experiment on them because i'm pretty sure we did so you know this this species as you said earlier we're the smartest thing on the planet according to us um I always say when humans say they're the most enlightened thing on the planet, somewhere a, a dolphin and an elephant snicker together. Um, but, yeah, we, we, we're we very into being outraged at anything that happens to us. But we feel quite okay doing things to everyone else. And, um, you know, the whole thing, I watched this whole thing the other day. I love to, um, when my best friend is working, I love to, love to watch uh, horror and with and and paranormal with her husband because he doesn't have anybody else really to watch with. And um, we were watching his show about whether or not aliens are going to use us as a food store. And I'm like laughing because I'm like, we use everything on this planet as our food store. We eat chocolate covered ants. I mean, we will take anything that's been living and put it in our mouth. You know, plants, animals, anything we think of. Yet the idea that aliens might be coming here for the same reason, it's just we're aghast. I think yeah, it's so it's, funny uh, how we it's, take our out of the equation. 
Yeah, my my guess is as a kid he either watched Outer Limits or Twilight Zone. You know, it's a cookbook. Sure. You know that that episode and exactly. just uh, just adopted it into his adult psyche. You know, and and you know no, there's there's it's much more dangerous than that. If and I've used this before on the show where I've said, look, you know, if an alien landed on the White House lawn or in uh, you know Central Park in New York and no matter what, they were willing to answer questions, and within the first 60 seconds, do you believe in God is going to come up. Is there a God is going to come up. Yep. All right, and if there's a yes, oh, hallelujah, and it's universal and it's global, but if it's a no, then these things are satanic. The Vatican will condemn them. They will be <laughs> requested to be banished. I mean, right away, you you don't follow our beliefs, then you must be uh, demonic, you must be dark, you must be sinister. No, it's science. Listen to science. Science has not proven it, so let's stick with that. And I know that's probably going to turn some people off that are listening, but I'm looking at it from a standpoint of if these aliens came down, how they would, you know, they progressed when they got past theology. They progressed when they went with basic and strict science on this to advance themselves. They weren't blocked by the, the dogma um, of religion. They moved forward through millennia upon millennia upon millennia ahead of us because they put those you know, old-fashioned ties which lead back to the Spanish Inquisition, which lead back to the Salem witch trials. These are the things that we still stick to today. Maybe we look at it as more sophisticated, but to another species, it, this is still uh, Neolithic. It's just not in the level of thinking that it could be. Second thing would be, you know, well, my child has cancer. Do you have the cure for cancer? Do the aliens have the cure for cancer? Well, why isn't my child first? Now, you know, it, it's, <laughs> it's let's find the uh, one turd in all of Disney World and just completely complain about that and that's that's the way that we work as a species right or maybe you know or maybe maybe if we asked the aliens if there was a god they would say basically what i believe not like what i believe is right but that yeah there's a there's a force of light that is very logical because to me when to me, I believe that spirit is is very logical and very scientific. The whole idea that, that sort of God and science are in a war, I don't understand because if you think about the universe, even if you consider like nature to be a part of the universe, if you think of it from a spiritual perspective, um, the science being also spiritual. I mean, everything in the universe is, is it's physics, right? It's logic. I don't, I don't understand um, – sometimes I think that the problem with indoctrined religion is they're trying to make God like an angry person and not something bigger than us. They're trying to make God just like us, right? God's mad for this. God's mad at that. God's mad. I mean, the Old Testament is basically just God's pissed every day about something. God made the world and then kind of got mad because of an apple and a snake and Eve. And, of course, it was the woman's fault. So there's, you know, but I think if you look at the universe as, 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 as metaphysical and scientific and logical, 
and that it would make perfect sense that 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 extraterrestrials would come and also be a part of that matrix, right? Um, and maybe even have a better perspective on it for being an older species, no longer believing that God is, you know, old guy with a beard that sits on a cloud and shoots lightning bolts at people. But the yeah, idea we that we to. all sort of work together in this in yeah. this um, ethereal realm, right? That is earthbound in some places and non-earthbound in others. And, you know, aliens could come and they could be from an actual concrete place somewhere or they could just be from another dimension. And that place doesn't even have a living place. So you, you never know what's going to come. And you kind of just have to stay open to every answer you could get. You, you talked about that Twilight Zone episode and that totally made – I think it's such a brilliant episode, right, because – because the humans, right, find this book called To Serve Man, and they assume that means aliens are coming and they're going to be our servants. Like, it's such a human thing, right? Oh, they're here, and they're just here to, to, be, to work for us because we it, so it, believe we're the top of everything. But that comes from that religious thing too, right, the idea that God gave us dominion over the earth and created us in his image so we must look just like God, which then the God becomes the angry old man. Um, what is created in his image means created us out of light because the universe is light and they made everything on the earth out of light. I mean, isn't that a much more realistic way to think of it than God went, oh, you know, humans are so great. I'm going to make them look just like me. It's um, one of the things we laugh about in the in the paranormal field, getting back to the, the, that base, is the the concept, the idea that whether it is a spirit, whether it's an alien, whether it's Bigfoot, that these particular entities possess equal intellect to human beings, and it is the largest mistake that we have in this field thinking yeah. that when you really have to understand each and every one of those hell there's there's creatures on this planet that have higher into higher intellect than we do we just yeah. have we just have one thing they don't have which is arrogance <laughs> you know and that's yeah. that's our biggest downfall is the cockiness of man and you know again i you know why, why haven't we captured a bigfoot there has been sightings absolutely there's been evidence collected sure it's all you know subject to conjecture you can look at it and say you know no this is all made up whatever it may be if this creature exists and it hasn't been caught that denotes intelligence uh and they've got the home field advantage in their environment where they know how to hide they know how to escape they know how to move silently they know how to detect us by smell uh, by hearing long distances away, so no 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 hunter is going to you know come upon them accidentally. Um, don't even have to mention the fact of aliens being so far advanced and in spirit. Um, and, and I wanted to get around to these two uh, individuals uh, at some time during the show, and they have a show on on our channel, Dead Air Full Spectrum, uh, but they're also on Ghost Hunters, and I'm talking about Jason Hawes' daughter, Satori Hawes and Cody Ray Despians, who used to be on Ken's team, uh, Rise of Paranormal, and they are known as a paranormal couple. Um, They have 
gone back to the beginning of the 19th century with communication known as knocking. Now, we've all heard the tales of knocking. We've all asked for the shave and a haircut during investigations. Uh, but <laughs> what these two have accomplished now is nothing short of mind-boggling, nothing short of miraculous. They have a 98% success rate on their contacts. And it's not uh, hypothesis. It's not, uh, well, maybe it could be. They're getting names. They're getting dates. They're getting experiences. They're getting responses to what their experiences are with other investigators coming in. What do you think about the people that come in this house? What do you think the people that come into this hospital? And they're getting full-on communication through this knocking communication. And, you know, Ken is one of the most legitimate investigators I've ever met and is so highly intelligent. And he will go through every process to negate what it is that they're doing, to find some way, how are they pulling this off? They can do it on concrete, wood, on dirt outside. They did it outside the conjuring house. And Ken has, when they've been inside, has put recorders around them, has put sound uh, motion sensors around them to try and decipher. And they've seen it move 360 degrees around them as they're doing this communication. Uh, But what is astounding to me is some of the discoveries within this communication. We're not just simply talking about Um, You know, John Smith, who still lives in his cabin from 1796, and he's knocking. Yes, no. We're talking about some occasions where Ken was there with them, and he's thinking about a spirit. And at the speed of thought, the spirit is showing up, which means that they could travel thousands of miles from one location to another just based upon our thoughts. That is... is impressive, impressive to see and impressive to discover. And uh, we're we're just talking about the tip of the iceberg, the precipice of what these kids are discovering. We're discovering more and more each time they're doing this communication what the capabilities are, the fact that they can read thoughts, the fact that they can move at the speed of a thought, um, and, and correcting a lot of the falsities of these locations you know did these people exist not exist you know is this a a story a tale such as at the conjuring house you know what's legitimate and what's not and them giving answers to it and uh, going back to what we started off this conversation about and none of those cases have they ever crossed anything that said i'm a demon i'm being deceptive and again none of this communication ever comes to you know, I'm trying to win over your trust because then I can oppress you and therefore. But it's nothing like that. It's very generic answers, honest answers, go back and forth to it. And uh, I, I tell you, this is the forefront of something on that next breakthrough, which we need. And I'm not talking about which we need in the paranormal field so we can put it on Facebook and YouTube. I'm talking about this is the front of a new discovery for our species and if it if it is allowed you know to naturally evolve and not have either a tv show or the government jump in 
because wouldn't that be wonderful for the government to be able to have these kids yeah. access information? Um, but they are uh, a tremendous, a tremendous benefit to this field, and uh, only more to come is what I have to say. I think that's beautiful. I think that's and so lovely. And I, I, but I think that if you protect yourself, George, if you go into a paranormal situation protecting yourself and saying, um, I'm coming of light and I only want to receive messages um, from light, then, then you will. But I think if you go into a place saying, you know, I want the darkest thing in town to come and kick my ass, then, then that's what you're going to get. Just like if you walked into a bar and said, you know, I want to make a new friend, you'd make a new friend. But if you said, I want to get in a fight, you'd find somebody who wanted to fight with you. I mean, it's, it's, that's just basic. That, again, is physics, right? You, you get back what you put in. So if you're going into a situation wanting trouble and you come out with a scratch, well, how did you go in? And you didn't really get any information. You didn't get any answers. You just got punched in the face, and then you ran away. So what was it all really about for you? Was it just about that thrill? If that's what you're looking for in the paranormal, there are a lot of haunted places in this world where you'll find that. But do you want that? Unfortunately, a good 75 80% of the field does, and that's the way yeah. that they conduct their investigations. You know, let's let's go right for what we – saw on paranormal state let's go right for what we saw on dead files or ghost hunters or ghost adventures and and try to make it an exciting investigation by potentially conjuring something up that will respond in a negative form because we might get some extra likes on our channel if we do this and that's a right. uh, that's a dangerous road to go down but thank god you know, out of that 75, 80% that go out to the haunted uh, asylums and the haunted hospitals and the haunted uh, uh, hotels and do this, and at the end of the night, all quiet, that means just that the decent energies that reside there, uh, the ones that are still, you know, carrying on their lives on the other side because that's where their favorite place was, that's where their family lived, and they're still creating their lives, their energies in this next dimension. And these idiots go in, I'm sorry, but let's call it what it is, and start to do all this provoking. And mom gets the children from that floor and says, let's go with your father into the second room or let's go downstairs. Let's get away from these idiots, you know. But every once in a while they come across somebody, who, you know, just waiting, lurking. Uh, for that invitation, and it and it is a, a potential threat that could happen. I'm not saying every location, haunted location out there in the country, but it certainly does exist. Yeah, that's true. It definitely does. You're enjoying, my friend. We just flew through that hour, didn't we? We could do four more of those in a row. <laughs> Anytime, darling. Um, you let me know, and, and please, where can people find you and your channel and the shows and everything online so they can check it out? Uh, well, from a, a broad perspective, you go to YouTube and you type in Dead Air Full Spectrum, subscribe to the channel, and also hit the reminder bell because there is a slew of different shows that are on there happening all throughout the week. Andrea Perrin has her show on Friday. 
Thursday nights. It is Cody and Satori, the paranormal couple, every other week. And then Carl Johnson and Elise are on the other Thursday, so they rotate off each week uh, with Panorama uh, Paranormal. And um, we had Monday Night Monsters talking about myths and legends. And, of course, again, Ken DeCosta and myself are on Sunday nights at 8 p.m. on Dead Air Full Spectrum. That is amazing. Congratulations to you. That's so wonderful. And I'm so happy for you and so proud of you that that's doing so well. And I always love being a guest with you both. And um, uh, we always have a good time. So let me know what I can do to promote your channel, and I will do everything that I can. Um, thank you for being here. Thanks to the wonderful uh, George R. Lopez. Thank you to Live Paranormal and iHeartRadio for putting this show together. Um, I'm at SheenaMetalSpiritual.com. That's where you can learn about me and everywhere on social media at Sheena Metal. And until I see you next week, seek peace, live in love, lead with kindness, embrace unity, always work to raise your vibration, and most importantly, remember that you are loved and you are loved and you're all loved by me. Uh, we're at hauntedplayground.com. We're at liveparanormal.com, iheartradio.com. I'm Sheena Metal, and this is Haunted Playground. I'll see you next time. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.